0: everybody, welcome to the Big 6 Podcast. It's Monday, January, January, uh, June 24th, two days away from the most important day of the year, three days away from the second most important day of the year. I'm Will Brinson. Uh, this is the daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm back from vacation. I gotta tell you guys, I feel rested, relaxed, bloated. Your hair looks
1: magnificent.
0: <laughs> My hair looks magnificent. It's falling out all over the place. Um, we are recording this, as we told you before, this is part two of the mailbag. We are recording this before my vacation and uh but you know long story short basically we're trying to get out ahead of things and plan um that's sort of my thing ryan wilson hates planning and, and and preparation and scheduling and rundowns but i'm forcing it upon him and changing the way that he operates to make this a more efficient operation what do you think about that ryan wilson it's not accurate but let's go we have questions
1: to answer, and i don't need to respond to Baseless allegations. Wait, <laughs>
0: Jeez. Um, okay, we're going to take a couple quick hitters on Twitter, and then we'll get back to our Apple Podcast questions. That—that's what you iTunes used to be called. If you leave a five-star review and you ask a question, you can ask any question you want. Who would we like to live? Who like who would you pick to take to a desert island? What do you think about the Bengals' chances in 2019? Whatever you want, we'll answer it. We're, we keep doing these mailbag questions over the course of the summer because, frankly, they're more entertaining than like babbling on about stupid NFL news. Uh Joshua Hopper on Twitter asks, and he tweeted all of us, if you all had a four-way boxing match, which one of you comes out on top? Hashtag pick six AMA. Sean clearly it's thinks. It's me.
2: It's me. Yeah,
0: clearly. And somebody. I don't
2: expect any of you guys to agree, but I, I feel pretty confident in this. I'll say this. It's 100% not Brinson, though. Like, that is – I think we can all agree that Brinson would be – he would go down first.
3: I See, I'm going to go the opposite route here, Sean. I'm going to just completely disagree because here's what I think would happen – Me, Ryan, and Brinson are smart. We would view you as the biggest threat. We would team up. We would take you out quickly. You would not have a chance. After that, Ryan and Brinson would pull the same stunt on me therefore <laughs> i would be out so now we are down to brinson and wilson and i think at that point wilson probably just give up because they want to get brinson's hair plugs stuck in his fingers wait, then, br- wait and <laughs> brinson wins And okay,
2: so shouldn't we team up to take down the old people and then we'll just fight? well no because
3: the- i don't want to end up fighting
0: you at the end so yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't be on board with that For, first of all look it's the most sean answer of all time to be like I know that um, I would win because I'm the young strong one, but I know that you won't say that I will win because you guys don't respect me.
2: Very, it's yes, absolutely true. I'm not even going to be doing. That's not even a basis allegation. That's literally what I just said.
1: All right, yeah, but, you you'd be doing Jedi like you'd be doing like Jedi moves, and <laughs> you think would actually work. You know, getting punched in the face.
0: <laughs> Sean would be like. <laughs> like, just get, like just Aria water, I, think. Yeah. I, I If there's nothing, it's like if this is a hunger game situation and somebody has to survive or else we're all killed, Um, that's a different story, I think. But if this is just a boxing match and like I feel like there's a decent chance that the three of us team up on Sean, take him out and then we go get beers.
1: I'd be fine with that. I, I honestly wouldn't put up much of a fight. I'm at the point in, in the proceedings where I'm like, you know what, I'm good. So, if we, if, if before I went out, I got to beat up Sean, I'd be That's I'd be your different.
2: desert island actually, <laughs> why I picked you. Because you're
3: just gonna give exactly. up after
1: a week. <laughs> um,
3: I'm, I'm- Sean would have a chart of all our weaknesses, like, it would have Ryan's ACL circled, Brinson's hair circled, my nose circled, all of us.
2: He'd go also, after our weaknesses. How big is the, like, is the venue? That's what I I also want to know because if you guys are teaming up for me, I'm just going to run around because we all we all 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 saw the 40 yard dash between me and Brenton.
0: Brenton can't. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I think yeah, I think this is a steel cage situation, like a Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's not. We're not out in a field. I don't know. I got the desert island in my mind still. Why would we box on a desert island? I I don't think you're winning. anything. Why would
2: we box at all? We're we're bloggers from home. Like we're not boxing. All right.
0: If
3: we boxed in your mom's basement. That's what bloggers would do. My phone right? doesn't have a basement.
0: That's a good call. Uh, next up, David H. Humdi on Twitter. I don't know if that's his handle, but whatever. Uh, has social media access changed the athlete, journalist, fan interaction experience for the better? Ryan, as uh, the premier social media guy on this podcast, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think in general it has. I mean, it allows fans to, to literally interact with with players, person to person. Athletes are much more active. Sometimes people uh, media. In particular, don't like the fact that the athletes have direct access to the fans. Uh, I don't care. I think it's, it's in general a good thing. And then you have instances like, uh, you calling out Chris Long for shooting the finger to the Panthers fans and him coming back and calling you a liar. So that's right. These are, that's right. And, oh, that, and even better, the cars hate you so they can block you and not have to, to listen to you, uh,
0: spout <laughs> lies about them. Um. <laughs> First of all, Chris Long and I are now, I mean I wouldn't call us friends or anything, but we, we follow go. follow each other on Twitter. I mean, I feel like if I asked Chris Long to come on the podcast, he would do it. We got similar musical tastes. We could talk about uh like Waylon like he's got like his, I think it's didn't he this kid like named Waylon cuz he likes the uh the highway and Waylon Jennings. But he uh, he's like a My Morning Jacket fan. So I think we could chat about that. Um yeah, Southern dude. Fairly Southern. What about Southern. the cars? Uh the cars well, I was on Dave Damashek's football program, great podcast you should subscribe to. Shek, also a friend. Um, and, uh, I mentioned, he asked, he asked us who would have a, something about like Derek Carr. It might have even been Derek Carr or Flacco. I can't remember, but, um, I said that I got to stick to my brand and say that it won't be, that Carr will not have a good season. And when he found out that I was blocked by all the Carr brothers, he said that he was going to talk to David about, uh, the situation and see if there was a way to maybe, you know, uh,
1: NFL Network employee David Carr Bridge the knows. gap.
0: And I would suggest that that is probably unlikely given my history with the Car family.
2: Also, you're not going to change your opinion because it's – it's not like we're just being mean towards right. his brother. They, we, they, they, don't, we genuinely don't think he's good.
0: He blocked me because I said yikes when he when he grounded yeah. when he spiked a ball into the ground on a on a fourth down screenplay. And David was like, "That's a screenplay." This guy who works for CBS and he like added CBS like, "Come look get out of here, man." Uh, <laughs>
1: what did you say about Mike Lennon before you had to work in the booth with him? That yeah, no, I was just oh, going to
0: bring that sorry. up. I love Mike.
1: Brinson
2: loves social media because he can tweet whatever he wants. But then the second he's in the same room with that person, he's going back and deleting the tweets. I, I will he didn't delete that tweet, did he?
0: Yeah, he did. Absolutely. I got a oh,
2: screenshot. Oh there. Uh,
0: What'd you say? What'd I you do. Him? You know what? You know, what? I will say this too, though. Um Who's the old kicker for the Vikings? Uh, Blair Walsh. Yes, Blair Walsh. Um, I don't think I was we fun- say Gary Coleman. No, no, no. So I said something. Gary Anderson. Sorry. Well, I just think there's a you can, le- you can learn a good lesson by interacting with these guys. I do think I like the idea that this that social media empowers. um athletes to have that voice and to not be behind the wall of PR that guys can be a little more independent that they can speak their minds when they want to um like Blair Walsh came to I made some joke about Christian Ponder he's like that's kind of a a, a a jerk thing to say and I was like you know what you're right um I apologize and it does make you realize that I, I think I think part of the problem though is it's good to interact with fans for for media members and for players but you run into the, the side issue where people will say some horrible things and you have to be willing to either to come at them with either kindness or aggressive disdain uh, in order to maybe make them regret saying that.
2: Yeah, there's a couple um, I think Wright Thompson was one of the writers um, mainly really established writers who don't need Twitter to like boost their articles have like talked about why would you give this random person like access to you right like top, why, Right? Right? Like why would you op- why would you open
0: the door and let someone punch you in the face yeah right top, right to. right Thompson's line was why should this guy be able to mf me in my pocket which is a great right
2: point. Right. Yeah. Which it's, so I think there's like both sides of it I think generally speaking it's good um and the, the it really comes down to like how you use it because if you let everyone yelling at you if you actually like read that and let it affect you like I think that can be bad but you just have to like dismisses people as like idiots and not realize like what they're saying doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I I tend to agree with that. Uh, what do you think? That would
3: Sean? be the only downside is kind of what Sean's saying, especially it's funny. You brought up, brought up Blair Walsh because you're an NFL kicker on Twitter and you're going to have death threats left and right. Cody Parkey probably never wanted to log on again after the double doink. So like the downside is that there's some vulgarity and, and people trying to threatened to kill you and calling you names and calling your family names. But I would say besides that, it's mostly good
0: <laughs> outside of that. It's besides the good. death threats. Um, next up. Ooh, this is a good one too. Speaking of uh Twitter jerks, Wolfie asks, Hey, Will Brinson, burning question for the podcast is at Prisco CBS. And he tagged him really that much of a curmudgeon or is that just his stick? Hashtag don't block me Pete. Um, I would say that, uh, this is a two part answer. One um, he is sort of that much of a curmudgeon. I have uh, various private text threads with Pete and when you get Pete off public, my god, he is he can be evil. I mean just like like he's he's like satanic. I mean like he like he and Nick Costas combined are the two most evil people I've ever met. Like the things that they'll say. Um but Pete Prisco is also and I would never say this to his face, but I know he didn't listen to this podcast. Uh, a pretty good hearted dude who has, uh, gone out of his way to help me a lot in this business. And so I would say that Pete is not like that. And he's actually awesome to hang out with and fun as hell to, uh, to go drinking.
1: Yeah. Pete likes what he likes. So he likes chicken <laughs> quesadillas and chicken fingers and turkey sandwiches. And that's it. Like he's, that's, that's what he likes, but he is one of my favorite people. He is the most honest. If you ask him a question, he will give you an honest answer. And, um, yeah, like Brent, like Brenton, he's helped me out a lot. And um, he's actually a really good person. Like he, will <laughs> tell you about it. But like you know, he he does things that like he goes out of his way to, to help people who who need help. And, and I think um, I think he likes playing the curmudgeon thing. But he is, I would say, not 180 degrees, but maybe 165 degrees different than the, than his Twitter personality. Mm. Because you know, the one word answers don't really convey a lot in terms of what uh, what Pete's about. Uh, that the the nose and then the C is when he's when he's blocking people. But um, yeah, he's 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 a curmudgeon. But, um, in, in a good way.
2: I've only, I've met him twice. Um, and the first time I met him was, um, the, at the Super Bowl in San Francisco. And I was pretty new at CBS at that point. I've been there for like a year. So I only knew Pete based off Twitter. And he actually really surprised me that he was actually like really nice in person and like personable. Um, and not at all like his Twitter personality. The biggest surprise for me though was we had dinner at a steakhouse one of those nights and everyone got, you know, big steaks and all this thing. And Prisco ordered two caprese salads and that's it. (laughs) And I was just like, I, out of all like the people here, I would not pick Prisco as the guy ordering like the tomato mozzarella salad at a steakhouse. But no, he, he was, he was great to me. He helped me a lot. Um, and actually I sat next to him in the, in the, in the Super Bowl and he was actually getting on me for not bringing an ethernet cable because the Wi-Fi was so bad and he was like shaking his head at me. And then when the Super Bowl ended, we're, we're like packing up to leave. I didn't grab my program. And he, like, grabbed it, and he was like, no, you have to keep this. This is your first Super Bowl. Yeah. So kind of like a weird, sentimental, like, good dude, and you would not expect that based off Twitter. That – Yeah.
0: I agree.
3: And I'll just echo – I mean, Brinson hit the nail on the head. He is somehow the perfect combination of curmudgeon, yet there is a lot of shtick involved. So it is – his Twitter personality does come out when you see him in real life, but he's also the nicest guy if any of that is even possible. Uh. Super Bowl 48 was the first one I covered for CBS Sports, and that was was the one at MetLife Stadium. It was Seahawks, Broncos, and we had to take a bus everywhere. You take a bus to Media Day, because this was the last time. It wasn't at night yet. It was still during the day. Had to take a bus to the press conferences, because the media hotel was in New York, and everything else was in New Jersey, including the stadium, the team hotels, Media Day. So anyway, a lot of bus rides, and every time we got on a bus, I would try and sit next to Prisco, and I just and i'm new so i'm just waiting for him to be like god why is this stupid annoying kid keep sitting next to me uh can someone get like a restraining order i can't handle this anymore but he didn't you know any anytime i had a question for him he would answer it i uh, couldn't have been more nice especially since he's been around forever and that was my first super bowl kind of like sean's experience so you know i, I feel like all four of us for the most part have had nothing but good experiences with Pete.
2: Also, his uh Russell Wilson hatred is not an act because I remember at our last NFL summit that we had, he led like a film session trying to break down why Russell Wilson like was messing up from the pocket. So, He did apologize
0: at all. He did apologize to Russell at the Super Bowl this year and um one year at the combine we were at St. Elmo's and we had ryan were you there for, i don't think you were there for this i think i was the only one on here who was there for this it was like me and lock and Fora and prisco ek our boss and a couple other people and we're we used to get sit in this small room at this table and everybody you know we're yeah everybody's drinking and carrying on and we got into a debate about russell wilson and ryan wilson i mean uh, russell wilson and, and matt ryan and it got loud and like there was a like a somebody like some like 60-year-old woman having a birthday party in like the other corner of the room, and they're just looking over, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Everybody's cussing and screaming up storms, really.
1: If they're yelling and screaming and cursing at a dinner table, there's a hundred percent chance JLC is there.
0: That's right. Um <laughs> Pirate fan Matt on Apple Podcast asks, What's the ceiling for Andrew Luck? Could he put together an MVP season? Also, I'm going to Florida for vacation with some of the best beers in Florida to try. Uh, John Breach, what do you think the ceiling is for Andrew Luck this year? The ceiling
3: is 15-1 and one Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP. Colts are awesome. Andrew Luck retires after all this and starts his own second book club and just does that for the rest of his life. I think the Colts can be awesome. I think Andrew Luck can be awesome. And, you know, he took a year off, looked awesome in 2018. And the Colts are stacked this year. Like, I honestly think that if there's any team besides the Patriots Chiefs that could end up in the Super Bowl, the AFC, it is Indianapolis. I don't think it'd be that crazy if they won the Super Bowl and he has the best season in the NFL. Um, is that
0: anybody- crazy? No, that's a fair one. Anybody else have a uh, take on Andrew Luck and his ceiling?
1: Last Monday's podcast, I said uh, they're most likely to be the next uh, dynasty after the Patriots. So, yeah, I think the ceiling's through the roof and it sounds like he's sort of learned from his injury not rushing back and that offensive line went from letting him get blasted to him being sacked fewer than 20 times last year I think I mean you juxtapose that with Deshaun Watson getting sacked 62 times I mean it's pretty clear that they're the favorites in that division and could be for a long time
2: so last year if you look at Andrew Luck's numbers and this was him coming back from that year off from the shoulder thing he threw 4,600 yards and almost 40 touchdowns So Patrick Mahomes was the second quarterback in NFL history last year to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. I don't think Luck can do it. Like, I wouldn't expect him to do it, but, like, touchdowns percentages fluctuate on a year-to-year basis. Like, I don't think it's insane to suggest he could throw 11 more touchdowns in a season just based off, you know, goal line passes instead of running the ball in. And 400 more yards is very doable. So, like, it wouldn't shock me. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, but I think he could – Potentially, that's a ceiling is becoming that third quarterback to do the 50 touchdowns, 5,000 5, yards.
0: Um, I will point out that Zach Kiefer on this podcast of the Indy Star, uh, good friend of the show, um, he noted that he thinks Frank Reich is going to want to run a lot more this year. So I, I am probably going to, and I think the defense will be better too, um, just because it, it, it's just improving naturally, like from a fantasy perspective. I'll pass on him, and from a betting perspective, I'll pass on on Luck too. I think his ceiling is as high as any quarterback in the NFL because of his skill set and because of the talent around him. And because you know, if you look, but if you look at what happened in the first part of the season last year, he he was averaging like 48 throws per game through the first four weeks, and they were one and three. And then they buckled down and ran the ball a lot more. Um, I I just think they're going to try and limit the wear and tear on him. So I I think his ceiling is very high. But I think his ceiling in 2019 is not as high as people think it is.
2: Something kind of interesting and passer rating obviously isn't the like end all be all stat, but he's never had a passer rating in the hundreds. His career passer rating is below 90. It's at 89.5, and his career high was his past season at 98.7, which you, I feel like you associate Andrew Luck with the guy in the hundreds in terms of passer rating, and he's never hit it. And his average is below 90, which is kind of weird.
3: Now, I think can... one of the reasons you see that, though, is because he takes a lot of chances. He's not afraid to throw an incomplete pass, whereas Kirk Cousins, you know, he'll just check down, keep that completion percentage up, keep that passer rating up. But if I had to pick between someone like Kirk Cousins and Andrew Luck, I would take Andrew Luck every time.
0: Yeah. I, I, I will say, too, that I – just to – Put a cap on. I wouldn't bet on him to win MVP because I think he's one of the top five options out there, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Colts won 12 games and luck had a very efficient season with a bunch of touchdowns and like 3,800 yards. And he did win MVP. Like that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me in the least, but I don't think there's a, a ton of value uh, in betting on that to happen. He said to try and find the rundown so I can keep asking questions. Uh, Oh, Ooh, here's another Super Friends question. Ryan bro on Apple Podcasts. I like it. Out of the Super Friends, who has the best chance of leading a touchdown drive in the NFL, assuming all pro offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, running back, and you're up against a middling defense? He said, like, not against the Bucks, because anybody can score against the Bucks. is what he said. But a, a, a middling, a middling <laughs> yeah, I defense.
2: Tear apart the Bucks.
0: I the I think that out of, like, a, a group of friends, and we were we were mentioning this the other day, like, we're surprisingly, uh, maybe John and I were talking about this, like we're surprisingly, uh, uh, we're, we're all very, pretty thin. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I was not bragging about being like the most succulent. I'm just saying that I'm probably the, I'm probably the fattest one out of the group. Um, just cause I drink more beer than you guys. Uh, but we're not tall. We're not a tall group of humans. I, I would give myself, um, uh, only one of us is a, a former division one athlete, however. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, William Mary's
1: not D one. Look it up, baseball baby. Don't look up my stats or how long I
2: played. You play D one baseball? I did not know this about Ryan. Yeah, like how you're, you're coming back from a torn ACL though? So Ooh, I don't know. Was Mike I know Tomlin on your team?
1: <laughs> no, but the the quarterback on Mike Tomlin's football team walked over one day. He was five ten. He was actually like a quarter inch shorter than me. Immediately played shortstop, and a year later he was drafted in the 16th round by um, maybe the. I don't remember who he got drafted in the sixteenth round. Played a little baseball for a few years. He ran a, like a four-four. I would never seen anyone run a four-four in person. It was like his feet weren't even moving. So I wasn't that type of athlete. But um, you know, I was. Here's how I describe my 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 baseball game. <clears throat> I arrived as uh, all field no hit middle infielder and left as no field no hit middle
0: infielder.
3: Um, <laughs> so so yeah, you know, washed thing. up division one baseball player
0: to lead a touchdown drive. I don't think that I've ever seen. and This is kind of this I, cast of characters. I, it's a little weird because we all write about the NFL. I don't know that I've ever seen any one of you guys throw a football. Now I know I've thrown a football. I'm not great at it. I'm okay at it uh, because I've I've done it myself. But I, I mean, I'm sure Breach has because he's got a dad who was an NFL player, so you got the genes there. Uh, Sean. Predictably we'll probably say, um I know yeah, that you no. guys I know that you guys won't agree because you don't respect me, but I think clearly the answer is me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, think, I,
2: I, I think the answer is probably Ryan. I I I think I'm I'm just too short. Um I don't think I'd be able to see over the line. Um that said, if we're counting our football accomplishments, I just want to put it out there that I love the Daily Cow to two straight ink bowl win, which is our flag football game against the Stanford Daily that we play every year before the, wow. before the game. I scored ten touchdowns over the two years. With he no kept acceptance. stats,
0: so of course I did. You know, I, I, I once don't, I
2: don't know my passing yards.
0: I once I once, no I once coached work. a sorority flag football team to two straight undefeated undefeated seasons. So That's more
3: impressive than what Sean did. My wife well, was my wife was on the team. I played Division three football, so I have you guys all be? You did?
2: Yeah, we're learning a lot here. <laughs> I didn't know anything about Ryan's baseball career. Now, Breach played Division 3? Hanover College,
3: guys. Madison, Indiana. Google that right now.
0: Somebody's got some skeletons. Hello. <laughs> so me, me <laughs> Never heard and one mention <laughs> of Hanover College in half a decade of knowing John Breach. Me and Breach <laughs> are the best. I follow them
3: on Twitter. I assumed you went through all my follows <laughs> when, when we became friends. Um,
1: Alright, this is it. What is were you not... to say, Wilson? I was going to say, me and Breach would be the best football team on our des- deserted island and me and Sean would be the best soccer team. If... I don't know, me and Brinson <laughs> would be the, the biggest I don't know what we'd be. <laughs> Missouri, I, I, I think I... racial couple? I mean, look, I will, I will admit... W- <laughs> that would actually apply for me and you, John, and also me and Sean. Yeah, that's right. This um, is actually
2: probably a pretty, as far as most NFL podcasts, probably a pretty diverse
1: yeah. one out there
0: check all the, we literally check all the boxes i know Emo. i know <laughs> ryan accused me of you like ugh, 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 whatever i mean like i got, but I got you're a... dragging us down like yeah, no no, no you. you guys would be too diverse without me <laughs> too <Tudo>. diverse. <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. the white man saying we'd be too diverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, um, for thank god part? we have a, a week to edit this this podcast um <laughs> next up the answer is none of us are leading a touchdown drive. Um, I would actually say it's probably Sean because he's younger and could take a hit. Uh Tired Cleveland fan on Apple Podcast. Oh by the way, I didn't answer uh Florida beer. I would say uh that was a previous question. I would say Cigar City is one you got to check out in Tampa St. Pete. Um, Funky Buddha in Fort Lauderdale. Um those are just two that, that spring to mind right away. But, uh, if, depending on where you are, there's a bunch of good individual smaller breweries ar- around the area in, in, in those cities. So I would check those out. I can just tweet me. I'll, I'll send you a list or something. Um, tired Cleveland fan on Apple podcast. Actually, Joshua from North Carolina. I wonder if he's Raleigh or uh, Charlotte maybe. Um, If you had to start a franchise for the next ten years, how high is Baker on the list of options? With as little bias as possible, Mahomes would be one A with Baker being a close one B for me. And I gotta tell you, I agree completely with Joshua. I'm in on it. Baker's a very close one B to Mahomes. I don't think he gets nearly the respect that he won't from Sean. I can promise you that. Uh as I'm ready to as a one B. And I would take if if you're talking five or ten years, and that's what you're building for, and not just two thousand nineteen. Absolutely, Baker Mayfield, the uh, number two choice behind Patrick Mahomes for me. I
2: have Mahomes one, and I have Baker two as well. However, I don't think it's a situation where it's super close. I think it's Mahomes, Gap, Baker. But, uh, yeah, I would take Baker two.
1: You guys are being super disrespectful. For the next ten years, taking Tom Brady. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> You're laughing. I mean, That's he's amazing. 43? How old is he, John?
3: 42. Turns yeah. 42 in August.
1: Dude, If you were 52, I mean, I'm sort of half kidding, but would you be, like, super shocked if he were playing when he was 49 or 50 years old?
2: No. Well, here's the thing. If you're doing it for the next 10 years – Brady could retire in three years and he'd probably still win more Super Bowls than any other quarterback in that ten year window because he's gonna win two more before he's forty five and then just retire.
0: Right. Like if the question was would you rather have the Patriots for the next three years or Patrick Mahomes for the next ten years? I'd take the Patriots. Like there's a much for
2: winning more in the next like two or three years than any of those teams are winning. Yeah. Um, I think you guys are all
3: crazy. Baker Mayfield, not number two on my list. I go Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, Baker Mayfield.
0: Uh, oh, wow. This is a major slap in the face to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> point that point that out. He's I think he's going to be
1: dead from all the sacks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's not but you're but watch. you're building the team, so you don't have to build it like uh, Brian Gain and Bill O'Brien. You can you can actually get an offensive line.
2: You're right. I'm putting Deshaun Watson too. I changed my mind. Um, I don't know why I forgot about. it. I think the
0: Russell Wilson answer is really good. I mean, he's thirty, but he he keeps his body in great shape. He doesn't take a ton of hits. He's going to play for a long time. And if you like, if you took Russell Wilson and put him on the Chiefs. He would have monster numbers if he was in an Andy Reid offense. Monster numbers.
1: What about
2: uh? You don't think Brian Schottenheimer measures up to Andy Reid?
1: <laughs> what, what about Kyler Murray? Uh, I don't even know if he's top ten for me. I mean, I you know you got to you got to gamble. A little. Would you
0: take all right? Would you take for the next ten years? Don't worry about the contract, and remember, you get to, you're you're creating the team. Kyler Murray or Jared Goff?
1: I would take Kyler just on a on a flyer. No chance. I'd give me golf. I'd say Kyler with the hope just because it- he's a cow fan.
2: I think we've seen Jared Goff's peak, and I think it's fine. Um, he's 24. But- How could he have peaked?
1: Did you see the last three weeks of the football season?
2: That's insane. This is I 30 think he years has that – you're right. No, I mean, he could improve those flaws. Trubisky but- or Kyler? Oh, Kyler. <laughs> I'm not saying for sure Kyler's going to be better than either of those quarterbacks, but if I would take a chance and hope they are better than what we've seen,
0: no way. Give me, give me. uh, I take Trubisky. I would take Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. Would you take Trubisky
2: or Golf? I'm
0: actually. I, I, would, I would. I would. I would take Golf, but I really like Trubisky. It's uh, Marcus
2: actually-
3: Mariota or Andy Dalton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mariota. I take a healthy Mariota.
0: Yeah, no yeah. We have to. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, he's I not healthy. Fold the franchise and, and move it out of Cincinnati. Um, next up, uh, oh, DM star catcher on Apple podcast. Remember you can subscribe, rate and review on Apple podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever, um, lifelong Raiders fan. What's it going to take to stop the hatred of Derek Carr? We sort of already covered this one, but I wanted to officially address it. Um, I would say that it probably needs to be a face-to-face meeting where I am uh, humiliated enough about my my Twitter t- talk that I that I'm like Derek Carr's a really nice guy. Hey Derek, how you doing? Um, well, at least self-aware enough to admit that yeah, you're I, definitely gonna like
2: in ten years or five years when car's out of the league, you're gonna like share some sort of booth or assignment with them and you're gonna have to go back and delete all your tweets um, about Derek Carr. Which I don't know, you're gonna have to just purge all your tweets because there's too many of them.
0: Well.
1: Mitten's blog.
0: Yeah, time. I see. Really, I think I'd be more. But that was like a pro David Carr blog. Like I was, it was just making fun of his little dainty gloves. The <laughs> only way the hatred is going to stop is if Brinson
3: and Sean are stranded together on a deserted island, because those are the two captains of the I Hate Derek Carr fan club.
0: I I just think it's a little annoying that like I, when he's played well, I've written nice things about him, but I, I don't think I think he is an average quarterback who's not going to. Take the Raiders to the promised Who has land. you
3: blocked on Twitter.
0: But yeah, that's the frustrating thing. Like, I, I get it. I mean, I've been critical, but I haven't been that critical. It's not like I've said offensive things about his family. I mean, I, I, I tweeted out a, 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 I was like, what is this? And they all blocked me. I, it just, it's, it's a little. So you're saying you, you, you got blocked for making valid critiques? I, I just think that if you're going to be a high level athlete or a professional quarterback, that you need to be a little less thin skinned. When it comes to blocking anybody who provides criticism of your brother.
3: It's just thought. So you think the whole Carr family has thin skin?
0: I is think, that genetic? Yes. Can't uh, wait to up
1: in the booth in five years. Uh,
0: Vic Taffer, I, I, he tweeted something. I was like, they've all blocked me. He's like, I've been blocked and unblocked by the Carr family 95 times. They just, it's just what they do. They like to block on Twitter.
2: Um, I think the answer is for Derek Carr to stop sucking and then we will.
1: Yeah, if they, if they play well, if he plays like he did yeah. two years ago, no one will say anything. We yeah. don't
2: dislike him. We just are critical of the way he plays.
0: I mean, it so starts it's,
2: playing well. We will praise him for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's simple. <laughs> yeah. And look, he is stuck in a tough spot. I mean, he's
1: with a coach. What's the tough spot? He's got Terrell Williams and Antonio Brown. He's got Josh, uh, Jacobs behind him. What's the tough spot?
2: Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't. I think even, like, all the criticism we give Gruden, a lot of that is just from a team-building standpoint and not even, like, from a play-calling standpoint. Like, I think it's fine as an offensive coach.
0: Well, Carr is in a tough spot because um, he, bad. he's won 12 games. He broke his leg. Um, you know, his coach got fired, replaced by Gruden. We don't know if Gruden likes Carr. And I think that there there is – like, I've been saying this, and it's just going to happen in the next year or two. He is going to be – cut by the Raiders and they're going to draft someone in the first round to make them their franchise quarterback in Vegas. I I think it's obvious that they're doing that and it, it is annoying to me that I'm pointing that out and that they're taking it as you hate our you hate Derek. It's like no, I, I don't hate Derek. I just I'm telling you what John Gruden is gonna do. Don't get mad when it happens.
1: Okay. I won't.
3: Um, I mean, he only has, like, a $5 million dead cap hit in 2020, so it's like – it's not to bring up Andy Dalton again, but it's a lot of the same parallel that if Carr blows this season, and there's a good chance he will because the Raiders have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, like – they go 6 and 10, 5 and 11.
0: John Grun's going to ship him off. He's going to leave him in Oakland. That's that was literally this all started because I wrote that at the beginning of last year, I think. And Yeah, it was after we talked
2: about it after the Monday night game where he was terrible yes, in the and, second half and, and we started looking at his contract. We're like, "Wait a minute. They can cut him next year if they want."
0: And to. that was the impetus for the post I wrote and it wasn't supposed to be like, a, ha, "Ha, you suck, Derek Carr, eat it." It was Simply, hey, this is the fact of life at the NFL in this contract, and they can get out of it. And I would not be surprised if John Gruden did get out of it sooner rather than later. I mean, if they're not good this year, he's not going to be the quarterback moving forward, and they're going to draft somebody. So I guess the answer to the question is never. is <laughs> never going to stop. Until
2: you're in the booth with them.
0: Yeah, until, until, you're in the- until I have to do it. Until I yeah. see him in real life. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back to wrap up today's podcast. All right, a couple more questions. Let's see. Evan Van on Apple Podcasts. Oh, uh, this is a good one. What are your thoughts on the Lions and Matthew Stafford? Do you think – this is for Ryan, of course, our number one Lions fan. Do you think they can ever win with him, or do you think they need to cut bait, draft a quarterback, and build around a cheap quarterback? By the way, this sort of dovetails, too, with the Derek Carr stuff from before the break. P.S. Sean, don't hold your breath on that pick six gear. Brinson was supposed to mail me beer five years ago and never followed through. Ryan can attest to that. I dropped the ball. I'm sorry. They canceled our podcast before I could ship the beer. I have a bunch of pint glasses.
1: That is not entirely true. They fired me off the podcast. You were still on the podcast and quite capable of mailing out the beer. You did not do it.
2: Why did you get fired off the podcast? I'm more interested in that.
1: We don't know. Um they, 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 I, they were going in a different direction, quote unquote. So, oh. they
2: wanted, Man,
0: that's
1: they,
2: what were... they were going to tell Derek Carr at the end of
0: the year. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I got Derek Carr. <laughs> um, they wanted to see here, here's the thing. Like they, you know, you always want, like they'd love to have Pete Briscoe do a daily podcast. You know what? You know what's not happening? That. There's nah, a better chance of Frisco doing a
1: daily podcast than those poor people getting their beer.
0: There's a better chance of me leading the Raiders on a touchdown drive in 2019 than Pete Frisco doing a daily podcast. Not the beer one, not the podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: So, um, how good can Matthew Stafford and the Lions be?
0: Yeah, and and what should they do? I don't even think it's a Matthew Stafford problem personally.
1: I don't either. I don't like Matthew Stafford. I feel like like Matthew Stafford on the Raiders. Matthew Stafford, sorry, John, on the Bengals. I think that's. That's a much better football team, um, even more to the Raiders than the Bengals, I feel like. I, I well,
3: actually, it's funny you say that, Wilson, because I was going to ask you guys, who has more wins in 2019, Stafford, Carr, or Dalton?
1: Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, ugh. well, you know, every like we get on Sean about hating the Bengals and hating um, Sean McDermott. I do not like Matt Patricia. <laughs> I, think, I think he's pompous. He has that stupid pencil in his afro. He won't <laughs> clean up the beard. There's a whole bunch of things, and it goes back to him calling out Media members for being slobs or sitting up straight or paying attention. Um, that's my big issue with him. And everyone that leaves New England ends up being terrible at their jobs. I guess Bill O'Brien's probably the, the lone exception, at least recently. So I don't have a lot of faith in Matt Patricia. Daryl, Dar- uh, Daryl Bevel's, uh, the, OC. It sounds like they're going to run the ball more. And I think that makes sense to keep Stafford from taking a whipping. Um, but I like a lot of the players. I love Marvin Jones, former Bengals. Happy to see him leave out of the AFC North. Kenny Galladay is awesome. He was on your fantasy team, Sean. Yeah, yeah, he put up a ton of numbers last year, mostly against me. Um, I, I think it, they can be okay, but in that division, I mean, are they better than the Packers? Are they better than the no, than the Bikes?
0: They're clearly the worst team of the division. This, I think, Matthew this, Matthew Stafford's numbers. I don't know. Have you have you guys looked at these? Because they're they're frankly kind of stunning. The um, contract? No, 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 no. His oh, okay. his statistics over the final nine games of the season last year. This is nine games where he started every game. They played some tough defenses, Chicago twice, uh, Minnesota twice, at Buffalo. That's a tough place to play in December. Um, at Green Bay, had the Panthers and the Rams. But, the, you know, I mean, look, you know, they're games you play. It's under schedule. Uh, by the way, they did go three and six in these games. Matthew Stafford completed 64% of his passes, averaged 207 passing yards per game, and had a total in those nine games of seven touchdowns and five picks. I mean, th- this to me is... And this is why I would reboot it, is that I think that what the Lions want to do, which is be a run-heavy team that leans on multiple tight ends and is sort of like the Patriots or whatever you know whatever you want to do, um, they're sort of wasting Matthew Stafford's skill set. Like he's a high-volume, big-arm guy, so I'm just not sure what they're doing. And it feels like if you're going to pay him that money with his skill set, it's a waste. So I wouldn't be opposed to a, a reboot of, of that of that situation. And, well, here's yeah. the
2: problem: is that they can't. And I don't hate Matthew Stafford. I just think at his at his dollar point, he is not valuable because I personally, so he has a cap I, I personally love Matthew and,
0: Stafford. What's up? I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's awesome. He's a really nice guy.
2: Do you have a, like an upcoming assignment with him or something? Like No, I think he's um, a really nice guy. So his cap hit this year is twenty nine and a half million. His dead cap is at fifty five million. Can't cut him this year. Next year his dead cap his cap hit is at thirty one and a half million. His dead cap is at 26 million can't cut him next year the, the quickest they can cut him is 2021 and he still has, carries dead cap of 10 million so they might not be parting ways with them until 2022 or 2021 and that's i think the problem with the lines is that if you get stafford on a friendly deal kind of like how the Bengals have dalton on a deal um i put them in the same type of like tier i think it's fine because you're not committing a a big portion of your salary crap to a, you know, okay, mediocre, occasionally good quarterback. The problem is that they're paying him like one of the top quarterbacks and they can't get out of that contract. And that's why I think it's problematic. And that's why I think they can't win with
0: him. Any other Matthew Stafford takes? Going once, going twice. All right. Moving along um, from Geest FV on Apple Podcast Will the Bucks' defense be even worse this year? It's a fair question.
1: I think four of their first five draft picks were on defense, so slightly better, worst case. I mean, I know JPP, we don't know what's going to happen with him, but they did get in Domkin Sue. The pass rush is a question, but, um, they got, um, Devin Talk White ways. in the middle. They drafted a cornerback, um, what's his name? Corey Bunning. Is name? Sean Bunting. Sean Bunning, thanks. Yeah. Out of central Michigan, I think, who's, um, who has a chance to be really good. Jamel Dean, they drafted around later. He ran like a 4-3 at the combine. I think he had the fastest combine. He has a history of knee injuries. But I mean, I don't think they're going to be
0: worse. Uh, I, here's the problem. They can't be worse. They were 32nd in DVOA, uh, 30th against the run, or 30th against the pass, and 31st against the run. I think just the addition of Devin White will change things in terms of their ability to stop the run. And Todd Bowles, Uh, losing JPP for a significant amount of time is a big problem, but Todd Bowles did a really good job in Arizona and New York of being able to generate pressure despite having pure pass rushers. And so from that perspective, I think that it would be virtually impossible for the Buccaneers to be worse, barring an injury to Adamican Sue and Devin White.
3: Seems like a fair assessment. I think the problem and the reason, part of the reason they're so bad last year is just because they're always in you have two games against the Saints. You have two games against the Falcons. You're always going up against these high-powered offenses. They have to play the Rams this year. They have to play the, the Colts. So there's just like eight to ten games where it almost feels like they're just going to get blown out of the water, and the defense doesn't stand a chance. So, Brinton, maybe they can't be worse, but they could still tie for being the worst team in the NFL and DVOA. Are
2: they a sleeper team for the number one pick?
0: Uh, no, not a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> a front runner. Wide awake. I, I mean, I, I actually you have to I, on Bruce Arians. I, no, I agree. I think Bruce Arians could flip it around pretty quickly. I, I think I said the Bengals are the highest variance team. I'll say the Buccaneers are the highest variance team. Like, if you told me that Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston completely clicked, and that Todd Bowles made that defense better, and that because the offense can be good, I don't think that would be a stunner, and that they won that division and then won a playoff game, i I'd, I'd believe it. Uh, and if you told me that they went 4-12 and and everyone got fired after a f- one year and Jameis Winston was let go in free agency or suspended nine games, I'd believe that too. I think anything is on the table for the Buccaneers, even 10 wins, Sean. Um, this is from 1Luff on Instagram. That's right. You can uh, follow me on Instagram at Will Brinson. Uh, I don't know if you guys are on there. I don't care. not going to talk about your Instagrams. Um, I'm verified, so you got that going for me. Um, hey, I got a burning... Yeah, you like that, Sean. Hey, I got a burning question for the podcast. Can you please explain what juice means when referring to a bet? I always hear you guys say a bet is juice to one side or another, and I have no idea what that means. I'll take this one very quickly. Uh, basically, if the normal juice for a bet when you bet on a football game is minus 110, and what that means is that if you... When you place your bet, you have to put down $110, and if you lose your bet, you lose the 110 and if you win your bet, you go back and collect from the casino $210, because it's 110 to to win $100. Um, it's basically juices what you are paying the casino or the sports book um, for the right to place the bet. And sometimes when we talk about something being juiced like a future, so for instance, the Chargers over is nine and a half wins. But if you want to bet the over, you have to put down 150 to win 100. Whereas if you bet the under, uh, you can put down 100 to win like a, a 120. And Ryan and Sean are about to kill themselves. Next up. Did that make sense? Listening. Was that a good explanation? I didn't listen. Thank you. Jerk. <laughs> uh, Devin Conley 11 on Instagram. Again, Sean, I'm verified. Uh, you can only have one for the rest of your life. Breach cheeseburger taco or pizza and Devin adds i won't ship you beer because beer is expensive but next time you're in charlotte i will buy you around at charlotte's best brewery wooden robot i can't confirm that wooden robot is an awesome brewery
3: well i'm half mexican so this is a no brainer i'm going taco but if we take my race out of this look a taco costs like 59 cents i could live off 10 dollars a week for the rest of my life so i'm going
0: tacos hmm. i'm going taco pizza. Oh, sorry, uh, go ahead, Ryan. Hey, I boy. love
1: hamburgers. Um, I like tacos. I love like fish tacos. Uh, if fish tacos are on the table, then maybe fish tacos. That's
0: but, the key no, that's, You get a variety. You can yeah. change it up. No, everything's on the Yeah, You get any kind of taco you want. I don't think this is a situation where you get like nachos, but you get like fish tacos, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I still may lean towards pizza
1: because I can just put the shrimp on the pizza,
0: mm. but,
1: um, I'm going pizza. <laughs>
0: hmm. Uh, Sean. Taco. Your logic,
2: uh, Mexican food is just my favorite kind of food, and I, th- I like the variety. I think pizza is the only one that you can have the variety. Pizza just seems like over time too heavy if I had to eat it all the time. Where
0: it's Christ. like tacos,
2: you can have like it can be pretty light, and Breakfast you can just change tacos, what you put in it. Dinner yeah. tacos, they're so versatile. Yeah. So. dessert
3: tacos, dessert tacos. Also, I think I think <laughs> of, I
0: think one of the factors that goes into this is: are we talking about a situation where the only thing you can eat? Is the item that you choose for the rest of your life or is it you can like I can go eat uh, a poke bowl anytime I want, but I can't hey, have any I can't have any cheeseburgers. I can only have pizza. You know what I'm saying? I think we're
2: on the desert island and this is what we're eating on the desert right. island. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: your only food. Well, the answer then very clearly is tacos. Uh, pizza is delicious and wonderful. And one of my favorite things in the world, you would get fat and you would get sick of pizza. You would just get where are you gonna to to be? On the desert just island. Well, if it's all three of
3: us pick tacos, we're gonna run out of tacos, and Ryan's gonna be living forever with his pizza. Here's the other.
0: Right. Here's the other thing. Yeah, but you can't do cheeseburgers. You'd be fat in a week. Like if I say, where you, are my, you going
1: on a desert island after eating cheeseburgers? Where do you have to be? You can be as fat as you want to be. You got two years to live anyway.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Ryan. I'm I'm letting my body go. If I'm on a desert island for the rest of my life.
0: Well, yeah, you just be fat and tan. Uh, um, Bruce out
1: there taking selfies that no one can see cause everyone else is dead.
0: Check out my cheeseburgers, bro. Uh, By the way, on, But on. tacos, tacos, you get, you get soft and hard shells and you could create, not only with the tacos, you could dump out like the shrimp and have just like shrimp if you just didn't, just sick and tired of tacos every now and then. And you could crush up the shell, the crunchy shell and make your own nachos.
3: Well, then you're breaking the spirit of the rule. Yeah. It doesn't say nachos from your tacos. It says tacos. I don't know, but once a taco is on the plate,
2: yeah, you, you can, can do whatever, you eat it however you
0: want yeah, to eat it. Yeah.
3: Oh, I mean, I could flip my pizza over and make it a calzone,
2: which are also delicious. <laughs> uh, you can manage.
3: Yeah, to take that's pizza
0: great, and yeah. Turn it
2: into calzone. I think that's fair game.
3: Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you get, like you get thin crust, cauliflower crust, uh, personal pan. I mean, like you get stuffed crust. You get everything. That's so then on the my cheese, my
3: cheeseburger could be like ostrich meat, bison meat, cow meat. Can be anything, any kind of meat I want: chicken meat, turkey meat.
2: Uh, I'll
0: allow
3: turkey,
2: think, no, but not chicken. Like cheeseburger. It needs to be
0: yeah, some be
1: sort of red meat. Red like meat. Beef. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, it'll be a Sean burger by the time Breeze gets done with you.
0: Ostrich. <laughs> on, the, on the strength of the island. Um, my buddy, Ryan Lindsay, who lives in uh, Raleigh, listens to the show while he's driving to work. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Ask another Ryan, how does Ryan Wilson feel about Auburn dominating Carolina in every sport?
1: Ouch! Did they play football recently or something? I mean, uh, last season.
0: <laughs> to answer answer for Ryan, he doesn't. No he doesn't care. I uh, didn't feel great about the the um what was that the final sixteen. They just lost in baseball to Auburn.
1: Yeah, I don't follow. I used to no, back in the day go to Boshamer Stadium in Chapel Hill and watch in high school go watch the um the UNC baseball team play. Then, so I was much more invested. Literally saw Brett Boone
0: play in in college. Go Mariners! Mm. Red. Uh, another question for Ryan Wilson. Very popular guy love the, the questions. This is from James Livingston, at James Zeno on Twitter. Fake question. I swear it's real. Hey, Will. It's a DM. I can show it to you. Hey, Will. Why would I write this about Ryan? I'd, write, I'd like bash no, you. No, this is Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Will. I listen to the pod every day from here in the UK, so I have already given a five-star review a long time ago. Thank you, James. Does Ryan Wilson realize, and he spelled realize, R-E-A-L-I-S-E. That's how you know it's real and not a fake. Yep. Uh, realize how funny he is. He is low key hilarious, especially when he uses the phrases "dumb dumb" and when someone is complete "doo doo." Maybe I just find it funny because I'm English. Uh, I think that, that I think that's probably why you find it funny, James.
1: Thank you, James. I appreciate it. you. Just made my week. I had a terrible week with these. Heads. I was going to say something much more violent. We need
3: to send Ryan to London. Who knew he was so big yeah. in England?
0: He's, he's the Beatles, reverse Beatles. What, uh, um,
1: are the Bengals playing? Who's playing there this year? Which game? Yeah, Bengals,
0: Bangle, Bengals, Rams, man. Sean,
1: oh, should, meet, should go do that.
0: Sean, yes or no? Ryan will tell his wife that someone in in Britain loves him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I <laughs> hey, think so.
2: Yeah. I wasn't he's expecting her right now.
0: Well, now, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Um, you, James. Nick, Nick two hundred seven. Uh, he, he, he tweeted me. I think he said, Hey, well, I left a five star review. I believe my iTunes name is Nick two Oh seven. Uh, my question for the crew is who is your all time favorite pro wrestler? I love pro wrestling and would love you folks to speak on it a bit. Um, I will, I, I told him, I was like, I bet Sean has never seen a wrestling match in his entire life. Oh, he says, he I has. can't name a pro wrestler. So not he. one. Yeah. Um, Hulk Hogan. But his no, yeah. Sean's age Sean's age is problematic for The Rock. Wasn't he? He was a wrestler. Yeah.
1: Legit, his dad was too. And maybe even his grandfather.
0: Like Sean is too young to have been like you weren't you just weren't around in the heyday of like Hogan and I the actually, ultimate Warrior. I had a friend
2: as as a kid who really liked wrestling and I remember I went over to his house one time and he really wanted to watch and he just assumed I liked wrestling and I just remember being miserable the entire time and I just did not understand why he liked it. So that's my wrestling take.
0: That's I don't strong. like it. We used to I mean I watched a ton of wrestling as a kid. Um I would say uh I think I, I think that now that I'm older, uh, Hulk Hogan has sort of been uh ruined by real life and and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> don't, um, don't
3: get us sued, Brenton. Don't well, get us sued. He killed he killed,
0: sure. he killed Deadspin, so that's not ideal. Uh and Gawker. Um I would yeah,
2: I, he killed Gawker.
0: I would say I would probably lean towards either Macho Man Randy Savage, R. I. P. Or uh, Ultimate Warrior, also RIP. Rick Flair is very close there for me, too.
1: That's Rick Flair's my guy, as John can attest to. I had my picture taken with him at the Super Bowl. John was the photographer. It was like a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon around 5 p.m. Me and John were in a hotel lobby just waiting to get an Uber back to our hotel. And in strolls Ric Flair with his fur coat. It may have been like 55 degrees outside or something. But um, he looked great. He got sick, I guess, a few months later. But he, he's still hanging on. Um, back in the day, I don't know, Brinson, this may predate you, but in the 80s, like late 80s, I would watch Saturday night, must come on like at 10 o'clock. It was the NWA. I don't know if the NWA had already merged with the WWF at that point, but NWA was sort of the local, regional, southern wrestling. And T.A. Magnum was a guy that I liked. He had a mullet, rode a motorcycle, and he did the belly to belly suplex. And, um, in sixth grade, I made my dad take me to Dorton Arena in Raleigh.
0: I think, is that in the state fairgrounds? Yeah. Uh, once, yeah. once upon a time in the 70s, Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones played there at the same time.
1: That's insane. Yeah. Uh, well, my, my experience there went up sack because I got to see Ric Flair p- wrestle in person. And uh, my dad was not happy to be there, but it was a seminal moment for me as, a, as an 11 or 12-year-old. I watched
3: a ton of wrestling as a kid. I'm like Brenton. I'm like Wilson. Uh, I went to a Royal Rumble in the 90s. It was in Sacramento Arco Arena. I think I saw Razor Ramon at a gas station was <laughs> a kid, though, I can't verify that it was actually him. I'm pretty sure it was him. I went to WrestleMania 8, which was in Indianapolis, which I briefly b- brought up at, uh, in the Combine when we were in Indy. The main event there was Sid Justice versus Hulk Hogan. And that it was a double main event because there was also Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ric Flair fighting over the love of Miss Elizabeth. Man, this was serious soap opera drama. I still think about it every minute of every day. To this day, but my favorite wrestlers, I would say, if I had to rank them, Shawn Michaels, cause it's a theme song, uh, Mr. Perfect, Million Dollar Man, and Tatanka.
0: Hmm. Uh, I would say underrated, uh, wrestlers include Sergeant Slaughter, just cause he was so damn stupid. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow, is that a guy? The Iron Sheik? Br- Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutus the Barber oh, Beefcake. He's the bar- these are all WWF guys. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, there was Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes was a legend Uh NWA. He passed away yep. not too long ago, but he was old school.
0: I'm just running through like a list right now. Oh, remember Earthquake? That fat guy mm-hmm. with the long hair and the Junk beard? Dog's another guy. Tugboat Tug Tug and Earthquake. Yeah. They were a tag team. The Diesel. Big, the big boss man. Uh I was a big Legion of Doom fan. I love the do- the Doom yeah. with the spikes on the shoulders. Um hundred, giant. Erwin R. Scheister, of course. British,
1: British Bulldog.
0: British bulldog, God, I forgot about that guy. Uh let's not forget about um oh god, what was Demolition,
3: his name? Axe and Smash. Uh, Brett
0: Hitman Heart.
3: Yep.
1: Sean has the same look on his face as he had over at his friend's house when they when he made him watch wrestling.
0: Bobby Heenan. Did we say Big Boss Man? I was a big I was a very big Brett the Hitman Heart fan back in the day.
3: So I went to a
0: wrestling thing in Cincinnati once. Ted DiBiase, Jake the Snake. God, we're forgetting I some said the big Ted DiBiase. One. So okay. listen,
3: with the Hitman, I got a quick Hitman story. I almost murdered my friend because he got, <laughs> he, he got Hitman's sunglasses. So Hitman gave away his sunglasses before every match. He walks down the aisle. He looks for a kid and we ran down there. I think I was like 11 at the time. It was me and my buddy. And we're just there, like trying to get him. Hitman's coming over to us. I'm like elbowing my buddy in the face, like get out of my way, man. I want these sunglasses. Hitman put the glasses on him, and I literally cried for like four hours. I didn't even enjoy the rest of the show. Um, an important story very I had good to get it off my chest.
0: I think that uh, oh, K Dog two eight five on Apple Podcasts. Last one. We'll get out of here. This ended up being two really long podcasts, but you know what? We deliver. That's what we do, guys. Can we turn it into three podcasts? Yeah, we probably can. Another Monday? Yeah, maybe we can. Um, what is your guys' best story of a crazy thing you did when you were drunk? I'll go. Well, I'll We can have uh, a podcast just on that question. I know. I'll start. So last night, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, go ahead, uh, Sean. Sean wants to go first. Are you good? I, I feel like Sean's, am I in the story, Sean? You are in the story. You're such a clown. You would go here first. So this, this is a great chance. I was I, like,
2: talking about it with you guys that I don't bring up the story enough on the podcast. This is a great opportunity to bring it up. All
0: right. Tell the story real quick. I, we I, want, in, I want to point out that when I think of stupid things that I've done when I'm drunk, this is like really high on the list because I was barefoot and I, I should have stepped on like a needle and gotten hep C or something. So go ahead.
2: So we were all in Fort Lauderdale for an NFL writer summit. And this was the last night, I believe. And we had a very big seafood dinner with a lot of old fashions and I believe a couple Irish coffees at the end of it. And we go outside after the restaurant, after eating dinner. And I don't know how this had come up, but it had been a topic of discussion for a while, I believe, of that Brinson, the guy who once ran a 4.5, 40 yard dash 496 believed.
0: 496
2: believed <laughs> you guys were making fun of me for knowing my stats from my flag football game this guy thinks he ran a 40 yard dash and under 5 it
0: was dude it was timed by a track coach and we recorded it on video i don't know what to tell you i don't Nobody believes me. F you. <laughs> F my friends who don't believe me. F Wilson who's sitting there going, I know he didn't do it. I'm just not going to engage him because it would be stupid to bother with it. You know uh, what? And I, he ran 38 Screw ago. you. I, screw I you.
2: I'm going I, home. I believe you because it makes me look faster. Because Brinson thought he could beat me in a 40-year dash.
1: You're and, underselling it. We were in the car ride over to the restaurant and he was in your ear saying, under no circumstances will <laughs> you ever beat me. I might even give you a head start. And it got to the point that you were he was in your head. You were actually rattled. You were worried. So the
2: best part yeah. is I will, well, he was so confident that I was like, yeah. Brent, there's always these guys that you just, they don't look athletic and you just like, you dismiss them. And then suddenly they're like blazing past you. Like you just, I was like, he's so confident. Maybe he would beat me. And the best part is before we're racing, I'm in the bathroom and Prisco's in there and Prisco like looks at me and then he goes, both of you guys are non athletes. Yeah, he it's used it's the term non athletes. I was like, I played soccer growing up.
0: Um, um at any rate, and we, like, we, we, real sport. we raced outside the restaurant on the pavement in Fort Lauderdale. Very dark, you, very dark. Black. I was wearing loafers, so I took them off and ran barefoot on the streets of Fort Lauderdale. Do- it is, you, were you barefoot?
2: Yeah, I was the one – you were going to run a shoes, and then I took my shoes yeah, off, right. and then you were like, I got to take my shoes off. We are
0: idiots for running barefoot. Idiots. like there's no – in the dark, we definitely should have stepped on a bottle or something. Like, so the
2: best part, though, we did it twice because we did it the first time, and Brinson got so mad because he thought I started
3: – I was in khaki pants. So listen,
0: this is – I mean, like, I get it. You smoked me. It's it, it, it happened twice. But this is – Wait, of, and the best part is we can turn this it.
3: this whole story into a scavenger hunt because somewhere on Twitter – there is video of this race. There's a tweet from like five years ago that shows the race in the grainiest footage you'll ever it's like the
2: Sapruder film of forty yard dashes.
0: I was like, Are you sure he won guys you' were like he beat you by like ten yards? Like <laughs> what are you talking about? What even There's Close.
2: in the audio of the video, because Ryan's standing right next to whoever was filming it, I think it was EK. Ryan all the only audio is, is people laughing and Ryan goes, Sean smoked all of them. So
0: uh, Ryan, what's, Ryan, Ryan, what's a funny thing you've done? Actually, you know what? Do we, do we want to tell you more drunk stories? We can probably just save those for another podcast.
1: Uh, I'll tell one quickly. Uh, in Nashville, at the draft after the, uh, Bangkok <laughs> incident with John, it's I not even to...
0: that story. We can
1: tell that story later.
0: I love it. Like we're like, like, we're like, Hey, like would you like to hear, uh, some drunk stories? Here's like two from last week. <laughs> right. like well,
1: there, I mean, there are some not so funny drunk stories, but just more recently that ah. same night, we all, five or six of us went down from, the, um, it's not Midtown, but not, we went down to broad Broadway where all the hockey talks are. And it must've
0: been, we got there at three in the morning, maybe. Oh yeah. No, we got there at one 30 cause they were closing at like two.
1: And then we got separated. So it was me, John and junior, who's a producer. We got separated from you, EK and Robbie who, uh, who's our social media guy. And at that point I was like, fine. Cause I don't like crowds and I was ready to go home anyway, but there was 0% chance you were going to get an Uber at that point because, um, there was Everyone was down there. It was like a 45-minute wait. So I walked a mile and a half back to our hotel, and some of it was pretty sketchy walking. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna, either I'm going to die or I'm not. And I get literally two blocks from the hotel. I turn right onto our street where our hotel is, and I see three goobers walking in front of me, Brenton, EK, and Robbie. So using my cat-like quickness and uh, ninja-like silence, I sprint past them at 3.30 in the morning and I get an inch from, uh, Brinson's ear and go, rah! And, we, and I thought he was gonna yeah. doo-doo his pants. It yeah. was the high, it made the, the hour walk back well worth it. Them, them dumping us well worth it. And, uh, 45 minutes later we had to get up and go catch our flights.
0: It was, it was pretty funny. I freaked out and, uh, was pe- absolutely petrified. So that was exciting. Um, uh, okay. Uh, and le- I gotta, I gotta take Robbie to swim lessons. So. Uh, not on today, Monday, June, June 24th. Unless you are just dying to tell a drunk story, Breach. I'm feeling like Breach probably has the best story. Breach is like, are you it. kidding me? I can't tell a <laughs> drunk story.
3: I'll save it for another podcast if that's what we need to do. Why
0: don't you give a teaser for it? What is it?
1: Noodle wrestling.
0: <laughs> so I was in Thailand. <laughs>
1: with, with Andy Dalton. Um.
3: That's the teaser for
0: the next time we talk about this. Let's do it. Let's do it the next time we talk. This has been an awesome pair of mailbag podcasts. We're going to keep doing these. So keep leaving those reviews. A lot of fun to uh, talk with you guys. Thanks so much for spending a ton of time on the phone with me before I leave for my vacation. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in the future.